Hey, everybody. Welcome to Three Dad Bods with Brent, Carl, and Sean. How y'all doing? Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Hey, happy Easter, man. You guys are looking both pretty casual and enjoying life. <laughs> Hope you all had a good time with your families today, and hopefully it's not snowing for you, Carl. No, we finally got some good weather for a change. So it's uh, um, 65, almost 70 degrees oh, wow. here. So all the snow. Yeah. yeah so it's it's a quick clubs. funny story. Yeah, I was... I was up at the U yesterday, University of Utah. Um, Greatest university me, I, on hate, Earth. I hate that place, but I was uh, watching a track meet. And so when you walk under the track, they don't have any stands there, of course. And so all they have is this grass, but it had like six inches of snow on it. So, <laughs> but it's 60 degrees outside. So you can imagine what's going yeah. on. Well, so I'm sitting there trying to angle my way to the track where a good spot was. And all of a sudden, you know, 375, 90 pounds goes whoop and bam, you know, and just then, of course, the snow is wet, really wet because it's <laughs> hot. And so I get up and there's this dude up above me that's like, are you OK, old man? I'm like, she's man. OK. <laughs> and so uh, so I get up. So I start walking and this is like, OK, so much for that stupid idea of trying to transverse this entire yard um, strip of grass. I'm going straight up to the fence and then hold on for dear life. As I'm going up to the fence, whoop, straight down twice. face first. Strike two. Twice. No, three <laughs> times. I, I I fell three times. I had mud everywhere. I mean, it was You had horrible. to get both sides. Anyway, yeah, I didn't. You know what? It's funny. My backside was nice and nice and dry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway. How, how'd your boy so, do? Uh, he did well. It wasn't his main event. He doesn't usually run it, but he did all right. I mean, he did a four ten fifteen hundred, which eh, it's not very fast in college, but it's uh, you know, I mean, it'd be like a four twenty five one mile, so it's average. His his his, wow. his his events are the longer distance ones, like the steeplechase and the five k. So he can run a so, mile in four twenty five. Yeah, it's not very fast. That's incredibly fast, man. <laughs> well, for us, it is. For me to do that is for us sick. Sick. in 425, I need to have some uh, gasoline in, in an engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think I could do a mile in 20 minutes, let alone five. So we had, so. We had at the gym yesterday, it's, it's a benchmark day, and they had a 12-minute run. So for 12 minutes straight, you run, right? Right. And uh I mean like I I did my my previous best was one point five even. I did one point five seven. So I mean in twelve minutes. So it makes me sound terrible compared to your boy there, you know. Well, it's like he could walk uh, that fast. Fifty two years old, so you're doing you're basically doing a six minute mile. That isn't bad. That's that's pretty good print. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. probably a hundred miles or a hundred pounds heavier than he is too. <laughs> uh, he's like one forty two. Yeah, he's incredibly skinny. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't th- him, I don't though, know if man. he's I don't know if he's mine. You know, I'm gonna have to do a genetic test on him and make sure. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Hopefully, uh, my ex doesn't hear that. <clears throat> anyway, so as we're kind of talking a little bit, but you know, where how you been with your your transformation challenge? How, how you 
You've been able to cut back on the Dr. Pepper's daily. Hold on a minute. I'm I'm a little confused. (coughs) Transformation challenge. Are you taking hormones? Yeah. Are you taking estrogen? Yeah, so... No, he's, no, no. <laughs> Carl's. I'm. I'm Carl's sponsoring and dropping some pounds here. Really, transforming his body. Yeah, the estrogen's already packed on. Thank you, fat. But no, I've been. Uh, I've been. Uh, That's true, actually. Well, I, I. I did have. I did mess up on my date last night. I had a, a sixty-two ounce. No, thirty-two ounce. Sixty-two ounces. Diet Dr. Pepper with strawberry. <laughs> It was good. Oh, well, it was, was a that diet. Was tasty. Uh, That's not as well. It was, but the strawberry flavoring, I'm sure. Yeah, but it. not oh, so. nearly what a normal Dr Pepper would. I didn't you have had the good popcorn. Job. And I had good the, for you though. I had and carbonation. And I had though, the, get rid of the carbos. And we went to a lobster sandwich shop, and I had the uh, nacho um, raw fish. So that was pretty good. That wasn't bad, you know. Good job. So, so have felt, you? Have you lost any weight? Uh, I think so. I, I haven't checked. I uh-huh. mean, you know, I'm not a scale guy. Yeah. So my clothes feel better. I feel better. So my That's clothes are feeling better. A little good. bit better. Good. So I'm thinking I'm making progress. I'm, I'm, uh, well, this week I'm going to go to the gym and sign up for the swimming and also do, I'm just going to do uh, weights at first um, and try to strengthen my core and, you know, the big muscles, they burn the most fat anyway, right? And then uh, then also, too, this week, I was going to start experimenting with uh, the fasting. I think I'm going to start out, Brent, like you're suggesting, which is only the uh, eat in a six-hour window. And mm-hmm. then maybe I'll start out eight hours and then move it to six. Then I might even try that every other day. We'll see. I mean, if the eight hours or six hours works just fine, I'll just keep it there. Give it a so, shot. Give it a shot. Yeah. I, I so have to I, say... And, and and this yeah. has nothing to do with anything, but the way that our cameras are set up right now, all I can see is Carl's top head, top part of your head, yeah. and I can only see Sean's yeah. bottom part of his head. So you guys have made one morph of a person. What a sexy dude! What a sexy man! All right, that's. So that's it. We're all three sexy guys. Speaking of sexy guys we haven't seen in a long time, Mr. Sean Smith, tell us a little bit what's been going on with uh, you. You had surgery, right? What's that? Yeah. yeah. You had surgery, right? Um, yeah, just had the had LASIK. Uh, have wanted to do it for a long time and finally uh, decided to quit being a chicken and do it. So... That's why I'm wearing sunglasses. Right, so, My eyes are still a little sensitive, although outside in Arizona, you should wear sunglasses anyway, so it doesn't give you cancer. Um, I was, I was going to say, you must be a rich guy to afford LASIK. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've been a wimp because, like, I can't, I can't put anything in my eyes at all. Like, I've tried contacts, can't do it at all. And, and I've thought about LASIK, but, like, I, I mean, I start to, you know, get you know, nervous and, and, and panicky and stuff. So like, how, how was it? Yeah, it wasn't, um, it it was nothing like I had imagined. (laughs) Uh Um, was it better? No, no. Okay. That doesn't make me feel better. (laughs) I'm sorry to say it. Um, so they gave me, uh, 
a little bit of a sedative. And when I say a little bit, I mean just enough to basically make my ears feel a little tingly, and then that's pretty much it. So I don't think it really did anything for me. Um, they, they didn't even give you laughing gas like they nah, would for like, nah, they uh, tooth? they give you oh. um, uh, Valium is basically what they give you. Just a small little Valium pill? A little, like the yeah, night and then no, the like a half hour before they do it. So, really? and it, it was, wow. it, I, it, I don't think it did anything to me, um, but I'm, I'm pretty mellow hmm. as it is anyway. So, you know, I don't know that I really needed it. And then, uh, they walk you into the, the surgical room, lay you down on a bench. Um, and he, he, he explains everything to you before you come in and that, and, and then he re-explains what he's about to do. And uh-uh, uh-uh, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Don't tell me. Just, just knock Don't me out, and then you can tell me afterwards. Well, like, give me a book or something afterwards. You know. So, do they like laser you? Like, it lasers so, your eye, or, so, or do they well, cut it? They they use. Uh, so they ask if you want to do PRK or um, LASIK, and there's uh, the difference is PRK. They just burn the front of your eyeball off. Um. Oh, and then uh, the Ooh. and it takes long. Okay, so but, but before you continue though, yeah. so were you was it? Are you like have a problem with with distance or up close? Uh, distance. Distance. Okay, so exactly like me. Then. Now right. I have a problem up close, but uh, oh, that's really? because I'm old. Oh, oh that's an age thing. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, uh, LASIK doesn't help you with the uh, old man eyes. Um, it just helps you with <laughs> um, distance. So, which is fine by me because I've had glasses since I was freaking eight years old. So, yeah. Hey, I can get you an AARP card if you want. You get a discount <laughs> on readers. <Yeah. laughs> I would have so, rather. So, so they bring you in. Surgery. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so they bring you in. They lay you down. They, he tells you what's what's going to happen. Then, then what happens? Uh, then they um, basically he puts a thing on top of your eyeball, and they say, "Okay, it's just gonna- no, 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 no." I don't even know. I don't even know how mm. to describe the thing that they put on your eyeball, but it um, it basically s- gets cradled in the in your eye socket so the bone oh around God. your eyeball it, it uh i'm it, uncomfortable even I'm talking getting about this sick right now i'm gonna vomit <laughs> he, he squishes it you it feel it squishes it you into your it? into that little, no. that little manhole cover oh my God. that is the bone surrounding your eyeball uh, and you're feeling so you're all that absolutely and then um and then he's like oh my god uh, his assistant's like uh Okay, it, you might feel a little squish, like, oh. and I can't tell you what I thought because all oh, your eyeballs being squeezed. Well, it's it's like, oh my it's god! Like your eyeball is being suctioned out of your head. <laughs> seriously, getting lightheaded what? thinking about this right and I'm now. Thinking, I'm seriously, getting I'm lightheaded. Thinking, I'm thinking, oh, my my eyeball's gonna pop out of my head. What's going on here? Oh my god. Oh you lord. You guys didn't describe this at all. You know, this is what I'm thinking. 
I would have. I would have gotten there. I would have just walked out. I would have. No. I would have been like, nope. No. Uh. Uh-uh. See they you guys. Would, Thanks. No, they nice knowing sat you. On you. <laughs> Did they hey, strap you luck. in? No. no. Did they strap you Which in? I was oh. a little surprised, to be quite honest. But yeah, so they they put this thing on your eyeball, and then all of a sudden you see you see a red light, and that's the laser that <laughs> cut in the flap in your eyeball. Don't go to the red light, don't, Sean. Don't, don't go, go to the go. light. <laughs> yeah, and so they were like, "This sounds like the most horrible thing in the world." <laughs> it's like the eye of Satan looking it at you in the was. chair. Anyway, oh my oh, god! Then, so did it hurt? Uh, no, no, did it I'm hurt? Sorry, That's they, what I want to worry about. They put numbing eye drops uh, in. So my right eye. So they they started with my right eye. They um. So they they cut the flap with the laser so i saw the red light with, that was the laser saw it move across my eye and <laughs> and then he says okay now you're gonna see a green light and it's gonna smell like hair burning oh my god oh my gosh that's your yep, eyeball burning it was dude. it was how, how oh, long gross. did the red light last uh, a couple of seconds so it's quick. It's like yeah, it, it's it's like it was like five seconds, ten at the most. I, it it was it wasn't even ten seconds, five seconds. Wow. So so when the end comes and I have to eat you and I smell burnt hair, that's your eyeball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I <laughs> did that oh. twice. And I oh that's I, gross. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So what they 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 laser the flap off your the front of your eye on both okay. of the eyes and then they rotate the the bed that you're on to a different laser to burn the 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 surface of your eye off and that's where it stinks but this sounds it like Frankenstein yeah, okay so, but the left eye that I told you they put numbing drops in in right my left eye I don't know why but i felt the laser cutting on my left eye i felt it oh so let me ask you a question i don't know i haven't really looked at lasik surgery in the last 20 years but um do they have any videos of this kind of crap because i i swear if i would see something like that i would not in a million years pay a dollar to get my eyes like reamed out like you just did that sounds like the worst it, experience you know honestly world. it wasn't really it, it wasn't really that bad um the i did my left eye i did get a it got something crunching your eyeball what do you mean well, it's not that bad you're not wrong <laughs> i can't get past that wrong. i can't get past I that i got a bruise though on my eyeball it he does no my he my sent left me a picture eye, I, did I send you that, Carl? Oh, my left eye. It looks yeah, like you did. Somebody, you creep. It looks. It looked like your eye after you got punched in grade school by Richard. I had a big old red yes, spot it did. in my eye, and I asked him, "Oh, what? What happened there?" Oh. And, and she's like, "Oh, that's a bruise. That's bleeding." <laughs> yeah, that's oh, internal man. bleeding, Sean. The doctor yeah. must have really shoved that thing into my eye to do that. <laughs> why why are you not put out more? You have to you like, have what's... to be awake so that you can look at the laser. Otherwise your eyes you know, when you're sleeping your eyes wander and you have to look up You didn't take you didn't bring an edible with you just in case? Oh god. 
I would have, <laughs> I would have been so lit up. I'll tell you, <laughs> I wouldn't care. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying that might be a good suggestion for some people. Oh yeah, the anxiety I is... have sitting there. Oh, just after this story alone. So you want to hear a, a little no. bit more? A little bit more. Okay, yeah, so well, I guess I they think... tell you. Gonna regret they, it. They tell you, okay, don't <laughs> rub your eyes the next couple of days because you'll rub the flap off. So just don't touch your eyes. Of course, you're always going to do that, though. What? <laughs> of course, you're always going to be thinking about rubbing your eyes oh, the whole time. Like now they told you itch that on your nose and being told you can't itch it. Yeah. So they and they give uh-huh. you the they give you a back. shield to put over your eyes when you're sleeping for the next week, so that you so you don't accidentally stick your fist in your eye or something. I don't know what Ooh. happened, but the flap on my right eye didn't wasn't healing right, and my eye was just watering constantly, and it hurt. So I had the surgery done on Saturday, and then Tuesday morning, I called them and I just said my right eye kind of stings a little bit, and it's blurry, and it just doesn't. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's healing the way you described that it would. So I, she tells me, uh okay get up here and we'll take a look at it so i drive up to scottsdale and they get me right into the room she looks at my eye and she's like oh my gosh and i thought oh that's not a good way for an eye doctor to react (laughs) she says oh my gosh yeah Yeah. (laughs) hold on wait 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 was was this one of them groupon deals that you got (laughs) no it was not no uh -uh. uh-uh Did she tell me it was a doctor trying to start his practice? It was right, no, he's not new it? at it. Um, is a Canadian doctor that, uh, will, yeah. He, oh, there's he your came problem here to right escape there. Uh, the <laughs> high taxes of uh, Canada, and I, I guess so. He's got a practice in Washington and Vancouver, and he wanted to come down here and and start one too. I actually looked really close into him, and he's very highly regarded but uh anyway he uh there was nothing like the i i, I must have touched or bumped or did something because the the flap uh wasn't sitting in the manhole cover the the way she described it the, it wasn't sitting properly and so um she put numbing drops in my eye again and then she said we're gonna have to give you an eye band-aid and she basically just put contacts in my eyes um and told me to wear these contacts for the next few days so tomorrow morning uh i'm going back in and she's gonna pull them out so what if the flap sticks to the contacts Uh, (laughs) have you thought of that yeah i did i did think about that and i she's she's like she said no that's not gonna happen you're you're so she just right, said, good, put, good. put in. Sorry to so scare I just, you a little bit. I had the, you know, <laughs> eye drops, steroid eye drops, and anti-inflammatory and uh, antibiotic eye drops. Well, your your sunglasses oh. look great, Sean. Yeah. I appreciate you wearing them because we wouldn't want to look at your eyes right now. You wouldn't scare me. I am so okay. glad that we've had this conversation because there is no way I am ever doing that. <laughs> So, well, time so, for dinner. So that, <laughs> How about some eggs? Than it, was. it it really okay. wasn't that bad. Well, so well, you know, it's you know, it's funny. I can't when get they say past LASIK. the clamp. I can't get past the clamp yeah. on your eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I do just... you think in 20 years? 
Well, you think in 20 years that the technology would have gotten better because I remember this this it technology's been out since we were you, kids, you right? You realize that they used to oh. cut your eye open the flap with a razor blade. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. It's all oh, it's all yeah. laser based. It's all computerized and laser. It's it's way better now than what it used to be. <clears throat> so once your eyeball got mashed, how long did it take before the eyeball getting mashed to getting out of the chair? Was it pretty quick? Then? It was a pretty quick 15 minutes procedure. from the time I laid down no, to the time bad. I popped up. So, and, and that's cool. You know, cool. they tell you things like, well, you, when you stand up, you'll immediately see better. And, and I, you kind of do a little bit, but it's, I think it's a little bit of an exaggeration because I mean, everything is still a little bit blurry and it's a, at this point, it's a little cloudy because you got, you know, half your eye has been removed temporarily. Um, but, uh, so you, are you going to need no. to learn Braille? No. I can help you. With no, that. I, can, I can see really well. I can see very, very well right now. So, um. my my wife had it done in like the early '90s, but it was like you were talking about, Carl, where they they took the blade across it. And I remember going to, I mean, it was somewhere like on the east side in Salt Lake, like maybe Seventh East and Forty Eight Hundred South or something like that. And uh, I remember walking into the the place with her. Cause I was with her to, you know, cause obviously can't drive and stuff afterwards and took her in. And like, I went into the room with her and she laid down, you know, kind of like you were talking about Sean. And then they came out with all them tools <laughs> and I just oh, stood geez. up and I walked out. I was like, Nope, <laughs> mm-mm, Nope. Uh-uh. She's uh-uh. like, where are you going? I'm like, I am not watching this. <laughs> were you there when she gave birth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and actually and I, I will say these gave you issues. I can't uh, handle eyes, well, though. I, I honestly is, can't. Hey, like, hey, hey, now. We can't be talking about birth on um, uh, Three Dad Mods podcast. Come on, now. That's the sacred thing for the wives. Well, no, but but I will <laughs> say, like, I, I can handle seeing that. I can handle watching a, a heart surgery or something like that. It's just something about eyes that freak me out. I, I can't handle it at all. Really? You're yeah. Not, I've had contacts my whole life, so it doesn't yeah. bother me. And, and I've tried. I've tried contacts, and I, I can't that's, do it. Like, I just, problem. there's no way. you got an issue with the eyes. And... Yeah. Yeah. It's not a you have a phobia. Deal. I do. you got to look into deal. it, Brent. There's therapy for that. Uh, I remember, speaking of the burnt stuff, that's what therapy. bothered me the most about this story. Um, because I remember when I got my wisdom teeth out, Sitting there in the chair, they numbed the crap out of my face. I could barely feel it. And then all of a sudden, he's like, looks like it's a little impacted. Hold on one second. Then I hear this crunch, crunch, crunch. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh, that's me using a razor to open up your jaw. I'm like, what? And I'm thinking, hey, he used scissors literally to uh, clip open. The area uh, that was giving him the problem so he could pull the Brent's pull thing the, eyeballs, uh, mines teeth out. the mouth, teeth. Uh, uh-uh. Really? Yeah. Nope. No. You don't like that, no, huh? No, no, no. Oh. Yeah, but they numb you so much with teeth. Like, you never... I mean, most of the time, they, like, you just get that they gas. You your... just get yourself knocked out, you know? Okay, so here's a question. Um, and this is something 50-year-old guys should worry about. Um, and maybe all three of us haven't had the snip, but I hear that that's an outpatient procedure. You walk in, what? um, it takes them less than five or six minutes to snip it. 
And then you sit on the peas for the rest of the week and you're better within five days. Uh, no. Getting a bisectomy. No. You haven't had it? No. 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 No scissors. We should have a guest. We should have a guest. No. Unless it's, you know, trimming up manscaping, there's no scissors going anywhere down in that oh, area whatsoever. Any dad bods that have had the experience, please let us know on the uh, group page and we'll, we'll my, talk to you uh, later. My private. wife got uh, <laughs> anyway. the tubes tied when she had our last kid because they were already in there. So... Well, they could do a lot of cool stuff right now with you awake. So um, I don't think I'll mind if it's inside me where I can't hear anything or smell anything. It's the stuff that happens right next to my face. That's the stuff that bothers me. So, yeah. I just want to be knocked out for stuff. You know, you you do whatever you want. <laughs> and apparently, so like, you know, speaking of the dentist, you know, I, I get the gas. It, it, it knocks you out. You know, you're, you're out of it. But good stuff. Apparently... When I come to, I always have a go-to story, which was years ago, I had a heart ablation. So I had a small Ooh. hole in my heart that would, as my heart was pumping, it would squirt blood out of that hole. And then it would send my heart into a tailspin about 200 oh, beats per minute. So just boop, 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 wow. boop, 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 Yeah. And, and, you know, like I would... You know, I would try to sneeze. I would stick my face in cold water to kind of shock it. And eventually I'd have to go to the hospital where they would inject me with this fluid that makes your heart stop, which is the craziest thing on earth. Um, Because literally the phrase time stands still, it's exactly what happens. Everything just goes, you know, and so they they go in and they do a they go in through your groin and and they they come up and around and then they just burn a little spot on on the hole of the heart well my go-to story apparently whenever i come out of this is telling the story of the lady that comes in and shaves me because (laughs) it was very uncomfortable (laughs) as i was expecting a man to come in this lady comes in well First of all, have you ever been in a prep room? It is yeah. cold as cold yes, can be been. in there. It's like 50 degrees inside there. So, Did you have the little apron on too? No. The little No, oh. I didn't. So like she comes and she starts shaving my leg, which I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool. You know, there's probably a guy that would come in and get under the hood and everything like that. But no, she starts talking to me and then talking more and more. And I'm getting a little more and more uncomfortable. She's just like flipping things around and going around with everything. <laughs> and so... Apparently, when I, I had I had some dental surgery where they they had to remove a, a tooth and fix a bone and stuff, and as I came out, that was the story that I told all of the dental assistants in there. <laughs> was this lady oh. shaving my junk? Nice. <laughs> oh, I, okay. There's, that's a good. That's a good one. I had a a friend of mine on my mission. We uh, had to go to the hospital. I don't know what the heck happened to him. But he was in a little jumper they put you in, um, naked underneath, right? And he said that there was a nurse. He was telling us this after. And he's like, so this nurse, man, she's like going down there, trying to figure what's going on down there. And he says, I kind of kind of got a wreck. And I, and I said, well, that's embarrassing. And he's like, it was, man. I, I didn't want to do that. And I said, well, what happened? She says, she grabs it. And then she <laughs> pops it. She popped it, like popped it hard. And uh, he says, 
it didn't i didn't want to do anything after that i mean that sucker just dropped like a rock so, and I just, wasn't her first time <laughs> no she's like she's like don't worry about it pal um, happens all the time oh my god so, you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so whack yeah so just expect if that ever happens you're gonna get whacked so don't Ouch. worry it'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> I guess doctors. Could you imagine being a nurse or a doctor? I mean, oh my that, goodness! That, the no, stuff that you oh, had. No. Look, when I was fourteen, I, I I went in. You know, same type of deal. You know, with, with your buddy, I, I went. In, I had some virus. All I was wearing was just my underwear, and you know, because they were running all these tests on me, and then they had to take some blood. Well, I have this. It's, it's crazy. I have this thing about needles too. Like, I have all these tattoos, but, like, you stick a needle in me, I take blood in me, and I just get all hyperventilating and stuff get, like that. Do you get woozy? Oh, my okay. goodness. So, like, they, they took blood out, and I got really nauseous. And, and I felt like I was either going to pass out or throw up. So I get up, and I run out into the hallway to run to the bathroom to throw up, and I passed out in the hallway, 14 years old, wearing nothing but a pair of underwear, in the hallway of this doctor's office and I woke up with these nurses smacking my face, waking me up and stuff. So Sean, Sean, let me ask you this. Um, I don't know what kind of, well, I don't. Okay. So before I would do any type of medical procedure, I'm kind of one of these worry warts. So I'll sit there and I'll study up on it. I'll, you know, go to the Google and I'll, you know, read all the stuff I can possibly get my hands on, the the pros, the cons, and of course, freak myself out uh, about it most of the time. Talk to my dad or mom who will tell me never do anything to affect your body. And then I'll talk to someone that says, hey, go ahead and do it. No big deal. What? How did you approach this with the LASIK so, procedure? So, I mean, I've, I, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. So I've, it was not really a big deal. I just, um, I've, I've watched it, um, like you were talking about. I, I mean, it's just something that I've just been very aware of because that's something I've wanted to do for a long time. So I didn't really do anything. Um, now, when I had my back surgery, mm -hmm. that that was very different. I I read about that from. You had to have that though. Oh right? yeah, yeah. That was. That, yeah. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. Was it a disc that was out of out of what um, happened on the back so surgery? On my back and my neck surgery, I just had a couple of discs that are were basically uh, crushed. So, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Good. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Like you were Wearing always in pain all the time. Yeah. Was it an accident or um, wear and tear? Because just the, uh... it bad genes, bad genetics, and um, I. I had been in a couple of car accidents and, you know, growing up, we were wild as hell and, you know, doing <laughs> things like riding, uh, my bike across to the block wall behind the church and falling off that and going, you know, the jump that was down the street a little bit from your house in the, in the going off that and yeah. just a lot. I just, I, you know, I, uh, pretty kind of wild as a kid. So I think my body just took some abuse. Plus, you know, my grandparents, both of them were, they had their, um, their farm stuff. And so I was like a, a migrant worker <laughs> with one of them 
going down rows of uh, vegetables, pulling weeds and picking stuff and just being hunched over. Yeah, just all of that together. I heard the pain is incredible. I, My dad, he had this surgery. And, I mean, it was just amazing the pain he went through. Um, so I can understand, like, well, toothache. I don't know if any of you had a tooth removed. No, I bet. Uh, well, when you have a root canal, yeah, you just, you'll do anything to take that pain away. Yeah. I mean, you'd be literally like, pull them all out. I don't care. You can't right ever get second. comfortable. No, no. So. Well, hey, Sean, this has been great talking about your. <laughs> Your eyeball for the last half hour. Um, uh, you missed our. Uh, you missed our. Uh, your talk last week, though. And we were. We wish you were there because um, you're pretty close to Mark. Uh, but we were talking about the Nashville shooting and how suddenly and and how horrible it is when a loved one gets suddenly taken away. And uh, I know you were close to Mark, and so we wanted to find out a few stories from you. Uh, maybe you have a couple of stories for us about Mark or that day in particular. Oh boy. Um, so the day, uh, man. So, you know, Brent, Brent and I have talked about the day, uh, and I don't, I haven't listened to the, to the last week's deal. So I don't know if you talked about this, Brent, but Brent, Brent and I talked about the day of, of it. Um, and, and he was talking about how he was driving to Vegas and, did you talk about this, Brent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, California. California. Yeah, yeah. And you just like something, uh-huh, something yeah. was wrong, and so I, I had a similar experience. Yep. I'm I'm in my um, I'm in my house in Minnesota, and I'm taking care of one of my you know my baby. Um, I think I was changing a diaper, and I just had this really strange feeling come over me. Um, and it was specific about Mark and I, it was just like something bad happened and I thought this is weird, you know, and try to brush it off. And the next day my dad called me and told me what happened. And, and when I had that thing going on, um, it turned out that that was when that was the time frame. And so I, I don't know that it's such a strange experience. And, you know, I, it, when you're so close to a person and you love someone like that, uh, there's, I, there must be some, some kind of connection. And it was really interesting to find out that Brent had had a similar experience and uh just yeah it was really horrible <laughs> really terrible well tell you know it's, tell us uh tell us your experience when you came to the funeral um tell us the what well, i mean you were at, you were there if yeah. i remember right um were you no, already I, living in phoenix what? at the time or were you you picked me sorry, up i picked you up at the airport didn't i <laughs> you and glenn and right. picked me up at the airport yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I was down so, there early. Yeah, we, <laughs> you and Glenn and I uh, drove up there together and 
stayed with Glenn, you and Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of days. Um, what, 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 what do you want to talk about? I mean, it. Well, I mean, what were, what were your feelings about the funeral? Um, do you remember anything specific that jumps out at you or do you have just a good story about Mark that makes, would make us all laugh? Um, you know, the funeral was really difficult. Um, I hadn't seen Mark. Um, had, I think it had been about a year. Um, cause I was living up in Minnesota. We, we were able to see each other, um, in Salt Lake the year before and that was the last time I had seen him. Um, and so walking up to the, um, to the casket before the, the actual funeral, when we were there with, the uh, um, Karen and, and his mom and April and Darren, and it was, I just, I don't know. I just surreal and terrible. And I just, you know, I mean, just thinking about it now is just okay. terrible. Um, but, uh, it's, it's just, just well, you know, it. Carl, it's, you were, you loved him too. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you look, you go up and mm-hmm. see someone that you've known most of your life <clears throat> there and in that state. And it's shocking. it's shocking. And it's, I mean, I wanted, I wanted it to throw real. up. It was, it was just surreal and terrible. And, you know, I, I, I just, I don't even know what to say. I, I it was just horrible. And then, you know, I turn around and, and there's Karen holding Jeremy, this little baby that's a spitting image of Mark, you know, and I was, I just, oh my gosh, I just, I couldn't do it. And I took two steps and there was Brent and all of a sudden I'm, you know, Brent's hugging me and, you know, holding on to me and, you know, I just lost it and just started bawling my eyes out and, and Brent you know, was there and, and holding me. And, um, it was, it was, um, it, 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 the same moment, it was one of the worst experiences of my life, but also very, um, comforting and loving of Brent to, to be there and to, you know, put his arm around me and, you know, comfort me because, you know, it was such a terrible thing. And that's, something that uh, I, I appreciate to this day and uh, that Brent did that and, uh, you know, love you, Brent. Yeah. It was, uh, it helped. It mm-hmm. helped a lot. And then uh, Matt Batchelor, goofball, he, you know, Brent steps aside and there's Matt and he thought I said, who are you? I, I said, how are you, Matt? And he's like, Oh, I'm Matt. I'm Matt Bachelor. What? What are you talking about? I know you're Matt. What are you? You know, it's it was just I started and I started laughing because that was that was the the oh. our relationship with between us, Matt and Brent, Carl, Mark, Glenn, um, Larry, Marty, all these you know all these uh, that was our relationship just the fun and brotherly love that we had for our, for each other and you know in one moment in just within a few seconds going from a horrified uh uh experience of of looking at mark to being loved by brent and then matt making me laugh because 
he didn't think I knew who he was, you know, just within a few <laughs> minutes, just having all of those different experiences. That's, that explains who we all were as kids growing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, Sean, cause Sorry if this is something that's um, been a challenge. Well, it's been a challenge for me too. Cause you know, I've had, besides Mark, I had another really good, uh, close person, a close friend uh, from my mission that I was really tight with and we could talk about anything at any time. And, you know, when he passed away, it was right during the middle of my divorce and it was really tough because I didn't really feel like I had anybody to talk to uh, other than my parents and, you know, you guys, but I mean, it's just, it was just a different relationship with him. And I know some of you guys had that kind of relationship with Mark. I wasn't quite as close as you guys, um, but, uh, when, when this anniversary comes up every March, I mean, you start feeling those feelings again that, you know, you miss that person that's a hole in your life. What, what do you do, uh, to let that feeling, do you embrace it? Do you listen to some music? I mean, what, what kind of things do you do when you you're missing someone that doesn't just, I'm just not right. talking about Mark, but anyone that's passed, what do you do? Um, you know, it's interesting because you, you talk about March coming around every year. Uh, and, and I get a little bit, uh, I get a little bit grumpy when March comes around and I don't. You're grumpy yeah, all the a time. Little bit. That's, that's part grumpy. of the Yeah. Get off my lawn. I, I look for some kid. Get off my cactus. For being on my lawn. Uh, <laughs> Get off my <laughs> desert rock. <laughs> I have grass in my front yard. Uh, not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, you're rich. <laughs> you're rich. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm just, sorry. I Go ahead. I'm distracting and you. I, and I don't mean to, and I don't really understand it. And then, and then I realize after a few days of just being kind of irritable, oh, it's March. Okay. All right. It'll be okay. And then, you know, I just, I, I just spend some time reflecting. I do listen to, to, to music. I listen to some specific things. Um, and then I, you know, I'll just think about some of the, the fun memories that, that we had as a, as groups and, and, uh, some that Mark and I shared, um, as in, individuals together and, you know, it gets you through, um, you know, the first couple of years after he, uh, was killed. I was pretty angry. Um, I was an angry person. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember if I wanted an update on the um, court case, uh, I just had to talk to you because you seemed to know everything about what was going on with the guy who got put in prison. Um, how did you let that go? I mean, I, I, I did notice that. I thought you were really wrapped into it emotionally. But what what eventually turned that corner for you? Um, uh, somebody somebody told a story. Um, I I was I was wrapped up into it, and uh, you know I was like I said I was really angry. I mean, Mark was like a brother, like you know Brent, and just like a brother. And you have mm -hmm. some experiences with a person that you don't have with others, and that brings you closer together and he and I were planning on joining the Marine Corps together and you know I mean that's you know we were tight so that was terrible but uh, 
so yeah, I was pissed. I was angry. And, um, so I, um, so Gordon Hinckley gave a, a speech, um, and he talked about, um, he talked about a woman who was driving down a freeway and a kid was standing above the freeway on an overpass and threw something off the overpass. I don't remember if it was a boulder. I keep thinking a watermelon. I don't know. Anyway, it crashed through the windshield of this woman and it nearly killed her. And his story talked about how she, um, he, the kid was arrested. Um, and she, uh, asked the court for mercy for the kid and she forgave the kid. And I don't know why, but that really struck me and, and it hit, it hit me really hard. And, um, I just felt an instantaneous, uh, lifting of the burden of hating this person that had uh, done that. And, um, that's, that was, that was the moment that, uh, things changed for me a little bit. And I'm grateful you know, I, for it yeah. because I wasn't in a good place. I'll tell you something. Um, Mark, Mark would want us yeah, to forgive. That's just I, the kind of person Mark was, you know, and, and, and Mark honestly would, would probably become friends with the guy after everything that happened, you know, that that's just who yep. he was. And, and what, what he would want us to do is to forgive him and just remember yep. what we had, yep. you know, what, what we all had growing up. And, 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 and you talk about, you know, that week, that's, that's when, I mean, I, I think this is the first week, Sean, you and I haven't talked during that week because you've had your surgery and, and been so busy, but you know, every, every week at that time we talk and we reminisce yep. about childhood yeah, stuff, for 20, you know, and 23 and, years we've been talking that week. Yep. 20, yeah. And, and it, it's, you, you know, it's, it, it, it's what, it's the glue that kind of holds us together, if you would. But I, I think it, it just reminds us of, of what a great childhood we all really had. You know, we, we grew up, you know, knowing each other our, our whole lives. I mean, if, if something happened to you, I'd, I'd be there in a minute. You know, if you needed me, I'd put down stuff and I would be there for you. And, and I think that we all have that knowledge and that understanding of, of each other that were you know I've, I've i've called you several times when i've had issues and problems and you know have, have reached out and is it's like you said there's there's people that you talk to that you can't talk to other people about because nobody nobody knows me as well as you guys do you know sometimes <laughs> i wish I'm... yeah no brent brent you just gave the ultimate east i mean the it's Easter today, you know, and, uh, to, to be honest, I went to church and, you know, hear the stories and hear the, but this, this really hit home, just what you just said a minute ago. So I can call you father Brent from now on, but, There's uh, about 20 kids uh, out there that call him father. <laughs> Bless me for I've sinned. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think, I think forgiving those who have wronged us. I mean, life's about moving on when we have struggles or trials. And 
I think sometimes we get stuck in these negative loops that keep us from moving forward. And Brett, I think you identified what the best way is, is to forgive. I mean, ultimately, that's that's what God did, right? And I mean, if, if you believe in God, um, which I do, and I feel that ultimately, you know, what they did to his son, I mean, can we, can Mark or can we expect anything else less from ourselves in terms of that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, that young 17 year old who shot our friend yeah. probably didn't know what the heck he was doing. Um, probably comes from a background that we had never imagined ourselves coming through. Um, you know, when you put all those factors together, I mean, and it's, it's been a few years now. I mean, I can let it go. I'm glad Sean, you were able to. I was worried about you there for a couple of years. You know, I, <laughs> I, I actually thought you moved to Phoenix because of the whole thing with no, Mark. We were, uh, I mean, to be we serious. We were actually planning no. to move down here uh, before that happened anyway. So, you know what? One thing, too, you know, with it being Easter and stuff and something that you brought up, because Sean and I had a very similar experience that night, you know, that, that everything happened. And I, I think. All of us have a moment in our life that reaffirms our faith, that that tells us, you know, you, you could go through whole life, you know, wishing and, and hoping, or you have experiences that guide you and, and, and build your strength. And it, it's it, that's why I never question anybody on their religion and, and why they choose that they do, because you have each of us has experiences in our lives that verify to us yes this is this is correct yes this is correct and that that time is is one that i always fall on you know everybody asks well you know how do you believe in god you know I, I, how do you know he exists you can't see him you can't feel him you can't you know and but you you can't because of an experience like two people 1300 miles away from each other at the same exact time have the same exact premonition okay that 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 isn't a uh, a random experience. That's a fact. I, I can't deny that. You know, and, and it's not a chemical reaction. It, exactly. Yeah. Why would you both have the same There's, chemical reaction at the same time? Exactly. Uh, that's and 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 almost almost to a T what both Sean and I yep. felt. You know, and so mm-hmm. the, and, and none of us had spoken to each other previously about it or. We didn't talk about it yeah. until he came down to Phoenix how, about it. And it's strange how, how all three of us were involved, yeah. even though we had completely different things going on in our lives at the moment, how all three of us were interconnected in that moment, which was crazy. Because I called Brent, yeah, and then Brent found out for me, Sean, <laughs> and, but he had already felt that feeling the day before, right, um, on your way to Elko. You were feeling this. I got to turn around. It's feeling so. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, well, Sean, appreciate you sharing on on that. I know it's a tough subject for you, and I, I, I you know, it, you know, we appreciate it, it's though, good your contribution on the subject. Um, you know, if anybody ever has any kind of uh, um, experience like that, I first, I'm horribly, horribly sorry that a person is experiencing that because it is one of the worst things to, to go through. But I, I hope that maybe my experience can help someone else 
sometime. I, it, I don't know. That's like Brent was saying earlier. Mark would want good things to come out of uh, any situation, and including this situation. And 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 so that's that's what I hope for. So, you you guys, did you share any fun stories? Uh, can I share? Oh yeah. Do you remember Sean? Do, do you remember afterwards when we were all eating together there, and we went to uh, some sports arcade there, and we're playing that that hoop yes. game, and 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 the change machine was was open on it, and we ended up playing hoops all night, and we were kind of like, yeah, yeah, Mark did this for us, you know, and we just all had some laughs, and you know, just kind of, you know, took a big burden off of yeah. the. the incredible emotions that we were all feeling at that time. I, I just remember, I remember passing the sacrament with Mark one time and <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about this, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, so you remember the old days where we had the little prayer and, um, you know, was sitting there in the pew and it was Larry, I think me and Sean, or it was, I think it was Larry, Mark, and myself that one one time, I don't I don't remember Mark up there very often, but this one time I did, and the problem was you get the giggles. <laughs> and, every, uh, it didn't matter which and, one were there. Every and you yeah, couldn't I mean, stop. You, Once you started, you, know, you couldn't, you couldn't stop. stop. I mean, all these people are looking at you to be the most serious people <laughs> in the whole chapel, and you're sitting there busting your gut. Well, of course, with your head down between, you know, you're way down there. But, uh, and all of a sudden, you could probably see my head bobbing back and forth, you know, and, and they're probably like, what the hell's going on? Uh, but uh, <laughs> and then we we just attempt to sabotage any chance of the other person staying, uh, staying the somber during the prayer. Or... Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I, yeah. I don't know if you remember, so... Sean. You, me, and I don't know who was with us, but but we There's were back behind us. And, and, and the little you, me, well, so uh, there was there was the prayer yeah. that you would pull out, and then you you know you would say it yeah. in that microphone. Well, we decided to oh. write a little note, oh my, gosh. and put it on oh, there yeah. that said like it said like yeah. boo or something oh, yeah. like that, you know. So when yeah. I pulled it out, it would say it would say boo. So like we push it up in there. And then midway through, you know, when somebody's giving a talk, we decided to check and make sure it didn't fall back there. And when we opened up the thing, it slid over the microphone and just went. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you both put your heads down. And I was just left sitting straight up, <laughs> trying not to laugh as everybody looked around. <laughs> uh, you know, it was funny, too, with Mark. He just he had that smile, that devious like I'm oh, up to course. something. Smile, you remember that guy? <laughs> just that, it, it, it'd be like a fifty thousand watt smile and make everybody just you know like him even more. So that was the one thing I really remembered about Mark is just the the friendly guy, the open, nice guy he was in terms of especially with new people. That's one thing we talked about last week. Sean, accepting was, of everybody. It didn't matter that, who you were, he was going to be yeah. nice. And that's nope. that that is a universal yep. truth. He was, he was everybody's I mean, best friend. I can't tell you how many people yeah. have told me how they just said, you know, Mark always made me feel like he was 
had always been my friend and just, you know, I don't, if you guys remember Andrew Anthony, he passed away a few weeks ago. Um, but he, he became obsessed with Van mm-hmm. Halen because of Mark and he was, um, his dad was one of the teachers at, at Kennedy junior high. And because of that, I think he was maybe not well liked because his dad was, uh, not well liked by most of the kids. Um, sorry, Mr. Anthony, if you ever hear this, I didn't this, know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, his, his, his dad, dad was, was an English teacher, but he, he was kind of a hard nose, you know, disciplinarian kind of uh teacher. So anyway, he, he, yeah, yeah I had no he, idea uh, about that. Rants and he just hit Mark was nice to him when a lot of people were mean to him. And, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I remember Anthony and I were talking, um, and uh, he just said that uh, Mark made his life better because he was nice when other people weren't. And and Mark, of course, was, you know, one of the most popular kids in the school. And because he was nice to him, um, other people started to be nice to him. And so that changed his life. And, and you know, that's just, that's who he was. So, and, and... Andrew had a lifetime obsession yeah, Andrew, with Van Andrew's Halen a good after dude that. Too. I mean, the guy had Eddie Van Halen guitar, and he play, He learned how to play the guitar, the guitar very well, in fact, bec- all because Mark influenced him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just the kind of guy he was. Cool. So I, I got a funny story for you, though. But um, there's – can I give you two quick – two quick ones? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to paraf- not paraphrase, but I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest so that it's not too drawn out. But uh, okay, so the first one we were um, we used to as scouts we'd go out to Skull Valley and camp a lot. Oh, I got I got a couple stories about Skull <laughs> Valley. Gosh. Um, anyway, so we were doing a, a Pony Express hike where we were just walking the Pony Express Trail. Mm-hmm. The pit. Like yeah. fifty mile thing. Yeah, that just, <laughs> I'm thinking about that now, and I think that was insane. Why did uh, Moral do that to us? <laughs> that, by the way, was was my very was first it? camp out. I, I have. Yeah, that was my there's very pictures. first one. There's pictures yeah. on uh, on Facebook of that, Brent. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we I've, were. I've seen uh, it was snowing. Yeah. You know, it, it was chilly and um. A, Somebody got the idea to put rocks in backpacks, and I thought that was funny. Yeah. So I put some rocks in Mark's backpack, and I wasn't smart enough to put them down low. I put them at the top, right? So, so he was so it was top heavy. <laughs> so I don't know why, but we all hauled off and we were running through some snow, and he trips. And because this uh, weight is at the top of his backpack, it made him do a flip in the air. He just, he tripped and he did a flip in the air and landed on his butt. And I think it might've knocked him a little silly because I'm pretty sure he saw Twitty birds, but uh, that was hilarious. And that's a, that's a good memory for me because you know, we were, we were always playing jokes on each other and, you know, as, as friends, all of us. And that was just a good memory for me because I mean, I'll never forget his legs. You know, just that, whoop. 
you know. That that night, I mean, that was honestly like that was my first camp out, and and I was nervous, and I think it was, it was only like you guys a second camp out, and um, I remember Mark saying I was staying in his tent, and I remember Mark said, "Just pretend like we're back home, and it's just a sleepover. Yeah. It's all it is." It just like that little <laughs> bit there just made me feel so much better, you know. But oh God, it was cold. That's funny. Yeah. Thank God, it was so cold. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll be back next week, and we'll actually have a subject next week. But we appreciate this is a catch Very up good. with Sean episode, and uh, Sean, uh, hopefully oh, we can see you at a few more of it's, these. Right? It's looking better. How's I'm, your schedule looking? Yeah, in the, work has been living hell, but uh, it's it's getting getting better. So, okay. Thanks. Well, hey man. Yeah. Welcome back. No, you're fantastic, guys. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, good talking to you guys, man. That was was fantastic. All right. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks for listening to the Three Dad Bods podcast. Let your friends know we're on Spotify and Apple. And don't miss an episode. Rock on.